Hi friends, it's your girl Nella Rose and welcome to the red carpet treatment brought to you by the Brits with MasterCard. So now we have a very, very, very exciting guest today. This guy is the hit making machine with over 2 billion streams on Spotify. His music is literally everywhere. And he actually has a hot new single out now with Tom Grennan. The always dressed dapperly, <laughs> the amazing Joe Corey. Yes, yes, how you doing? How are that you? That was a big intro. Oh, of course. Like you made my the, head even bigger. Yeah, the best <laughs> of the best. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. It's great to see you again. And thanks for having me. Thank, thanks for coming on. <laughs> so tell me what's been new with you. I mean, besides the fact that you're everywhere, <laughs> what's been new with you? So... Summer's over now. Mm -hmm. I've been touring um, America the last few weeks. Wow. I've just uh, flown back, especially to speak to you today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been going great. You know, I, for me, it's like my first year touring the States. It's always been a dream really? of mine to break America and tour out there. Yeah. So I'm loving it. It's like a whole new program for me because really? in England, I've DJed in like, Every club, everywhere, every postcode. Everywhere. <laughs> so going to America is like, yeah, it's really fresh and it's cool to get out there and like travel as well. I'm so lucky to do what I do and see all these places. And um, yeah, like you said as well, I've got a new single out with Tom Grennan mm -hmm. called Lionheart, which I've um, been working on that track for like a year now with Tom. So, a year? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mad how long these tracks, like, does it normally take that long? Normally it's about that long, yeah, yeah. Imagine a whole project now, that must take years then. Yeah, honestly, like, the thing is, what happens is, you know, you'll, you'll start an idea in the studio, yeah. and then um, you'll kind of, what I do is I keep going back to it, keep finessing it, keep working it. Are you a perfectionist? Oh, it's mad, like. But that's why you're super <laughs> successful, though. I think it's a gift and a curse, because sometimes it does drive me to, like, try and make the records as good as they can be. Yeah. But also, like, I can't sleep at night thinking about the smallest little details oh, and stuff. So, bless you. Um, But no, this track, though, you know, um, I'm so glad to get it out. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing working with Tom Grennan. He's an amazing talent. Yeah. And we've become such good friends. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited for everyone to finally hear this banger. Okay, so talking about becoming such good friends with legends, can you explain to me how you and Elton John... <laughs> THE Elton John ended up on FaceTime for like 30 minutes. Can you explain to me? Yeah, so basically what happened is um, Sir and John and um, Britney Spears have got a track out called Hold Me Closer mm -hmm. and um, asked me to do the remix. Of course, I said yes straight away. Like, yeah. It's an honour to do the remix for them. I did it, got back to Elton and he loved it. So he actually rang me when I was in Ibiza. Oh my but day. I've got a funny story to tell you, right? Tell me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm literally DJing at Ibiza Rocks yeah. Yeah, mid-set, like, Beats are flowing, I'm in the groove. And it's yeah. loud in there. Yeah, and my phone is next to my decks, and I suddenly see like a, a number popping up ringing me that I didn't recognize the number. Yeah. But it said it was phoning from America. So the first thing I thought was like, oh my God, who have I given my number out to in America? <laughs> Imagine. And I, was, I was going through like things in my head going, nah, nah. Anyway, I didn't answer it. Because I was DJing as well. You I'm not going to just. Ed Elton John. How does that even make sense? You Ed him. I, I, I couldn't pick it up. I wasn't going to like suddenly go, like, all right, mate, like when I'm mid set. And I didn't know who it was either. So I had to leave it. But I was thinking the whole set, like, who was that that called me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right at the end of my set, my tour manager came up behind me and went, he wrote it on his phone, yeah. And he was like, Sir Elton John is trying to call you. And I went, oh my God. I've just missed Sarah and John's call. Um, and How I was can like, you miss oh. his call? And also, I was a bit wavy, do you know what I mean? I had a few, I had a few, <laughs> I had a few vodka cokes and that. Yeah. So I was, like, I was like, shut up, bruv, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought he was joking, but nah. Anyway, got back to my apartment in Ibiza, Sarah uh, called me, and we had the best chat ever. He called you back? He called me back. Then, 
going forward, we then ended up shooting a music video for the remix. Yeah. Now, it, it was a really cool video. It was like a lot of dancers emulating like classic Britney Spears music videos, like the Toxic music video and uh, mm. Baby One More Time and all mm -hmm. them. And then um, also the male dancers were like wearing some like Elton John iconic outfits from oh, the years. So it's a really cool concept for a music video. Yeah. yeah. And on set when we're filming this video, mm -hmm. Elton John FaceTimed me. We was on set, so good vibes because everyone like could see him, everyone was buzzing to see him. And yeah, so then after the FaceTime, I, I then flew back to America because mm -hmm. I was doing my tour out there. And um, I actually had a date in Canada, in Vancouver, in Canada. Yeah. And it just so happened, stop, like, stop. what a coincidence, right? On the night I was DJing in Vancouver, Elton John was having his concert in Vancouver. So my management reached out and we're like, let's meet. So I went and actually met him at his concert in his dressing room. The coincidence. I know. And we like, literally like sitting here like we are now, had a like 20 minute chat about life, about music. Oh my God. Um, yes, it was a proper pinch myself moment. And you know what though? He's just the most like nicest, chilled guy. Aww. And um, yeah, we, we proper like clicked as well, man. I can imagine. And we even talked about doing music together. Because he's a big fan of dance music. Like, that yeah, is so He random. told me he listens to dance music in the shower every morning. Really? Yeah. And I was like, okay. He's like, and he, he knew my records as well, so. That is so random. I would have never thought that. I thought you know he'd be there listening to jazz or something. You, he's proper got his ear to the ground with new music really? as well. Um, like, that's one thing that, like, his passion for music is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell that he's just, like, really into new music and wow. um, checking out, like, whose new artists are coming out and the new sort of sounds. Really? So, yeah, I know. And, um, and then I actually watched his concert as well, which was amazing. So, yeah, the whole experience was great. And... Who knows, man? Next year, 2023, Joel Corey, Selton John, the banger might be coming. So, <laughs> that is actually iconic. I hope you know that. It's like one of the biggest highlights of, of my life, man. I know he's going to Australia um, for Christmas, mm -hmm. but he said when he gets back from Australia, he wants to get in the studio. So, fingers be, crossed. We're going to be in the studio with him. Do you know how crazy that is? That is mad. That is so crazy. But well <laughs> done, man. <laughs> Okay, so obviously we met at the Brit Awards last year. Yeah. You brought your dad to the Brit Awards. Yeah. Can you explain to me how that night went? Oh, it's a funny story. So, <laughs> um, it was my first time being nominated for a Brit Award, right? Congratulations. <laughs> and it was like such a big moment, obviously, for me. I wanted them to come. Yeah. So I paid for like a booth at, at the arena so they could have like That's their own space. <laughs> and because I wanted them to have the, the full like VIP experience, yeah. so I got them like a limousine to take them there. Look at you! And, yeah, like, obviously my mum doesn't really like go out much, nothing. Like so it, I wanted to make it like a really special night for the family. Yeah. Anyway, got my dad there, got my mum in the booth, my sister come, my brother come, the mm -hmm. whole family there. One thing I overlooked was the free bar. <laughs> you know. My, my dad hadn't been out in a while because, you know, it was in lockdown and... Oh, and after lockdown. It was, and this was a big night, so got to the, got to, he got to the booth and free bar. And let's just say the drinks were flowing. The champagne bottles were popping. It was going off up there. And my dad got so smashed that he had to be taken home early by my brother. It gets worse. <laughs> You know the limousine that I've got? Stop. Stop. <laughs> my dad was sick in the limousine. <gasps> and then I had to beg to get it cleaned. 
We laugh about it. Like, it's going to be a story of our family for years. Do you oh know what I mean? It's so funny. Did he, did he make it to the awards? Like, to win the awards? He got there. Now he saw the, my nominations. Okay. And he, but yeah, it, it ended early. It ended early. Uh, he was in bed tucked up. And my brother tucked him up into bed nice and early. <laughs> um, and then the next year, um, you know, he was like, I'm not having any drinks. So he was really well behaved the following year. He, um, he, just, yeah. st he just stuck to the, the sparkling water. Oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but at least he went. Yeah, no. He enjoyed. It made it, it made it a funny story, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, and it was a good sort of memory for my first Brit Awards. Your first, you, yeah, you're never going to forget that. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was a lovely story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> All right, so, Joel, are you ready to play a little game? I'm ready. Okay, so you've been on like a wild ride, okay? And we basically want you to take us on that journey with you. So I have a mystery silver box right here next to me with props. And I'm going to be pulling the props out of the box. And basically for every prop, you've got to guess what I'm talking about and then tell us the story behind it. Got you. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm excited. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Hey... Where's this bottle from? All right, so that is a bottle from the Love Island Villa. Oh, you smashed it. You got it, that's, you got it so quick. <laughs> it's, got, it's got my name written on the side. Yeah, I mean, it does have your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you DJed at Love Island mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. Tell me, how was that? What's the villa like? Do you know what? I actually didn't go to the villa. So what happened was um, I was out in Ibiza. I got a phone call. Yeah. And it was like... We're throwing a Love Island uh, pool party. Um, we'd love you to come and DJ, drop some tracks. Your job, your job is so good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, definitely. So I jumped on the plane, flew over there, and um, yeah, like it was basically a pool party for the Islanders, and they mm -hmm. hadn't really been out at all or had any like music or had yeah. a party yet. So they all wanted to like let their hair down, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was literally um, played some tunes and they came and just partied for, for like half an hour. And then the police half shut- Half an hour? Yeah, like half an hour. Then the police shut it down because I was playing music too loud. That's a true story. A 30 minute party? That's not even a party. I know, but it was enough for them because they hadn't got out at all. So they were oh, just yeah, happy yeah. to have anything. But oh, honestly, God. I was playing the music too loud. And the police came and like, were like, you got to shut this down. Okay. So yeah, my Getting bad. In trouble Sorry, Love Island. Love Island <laughs> Who was your favourite Love Islander? Listen. Like everyone else, I thought Davide was jokes, innit? Davide what made it more funny, right? Favorite. What made it more funny, yeah, mm. is like, um, how did it happen? I was like, he, Davide, like, didn't know who the hell I was, yeah. Really? <laughs> so, I turned up um, the DJ and Davide's like, who is he? Like, who is he? Did he say in front of you? <laughs> no, he said it, he said it like to someone else, yeah. But it was, <laughs> I was cracking up, I was laughing, right? And then um, then I DJed at the reunion show yeah. as well, which yeah. was filmed like back in London. This is after it's finished. Uh -huh. And I was like, um, then they were like, oh, Davide was like, I still don't know who he is. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> It's a time and a place. Jokes though, man. Um, I love him. So maybe, he probably still doesn't know who I am. Okay, so I'm going to go back into my mystery box now. And I'm going to pull out something else. You have to get this. Okay, All so right. I'm putting on a pair of glasses and I'm reading a book. This one is very historical. Oh. <laughs> you gave it I away there. I was like, what? 
<laughs> I gave you a massive clue, so... Yeah, okay, so if we're talking about historical things... Yes. You must be referring to my record history. Yes, with... Becky, Becky Hill. Hill. <laughs> that song went off last summer, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, like, first of all, like, working with Becky was, like, a, something that I wanted to happen for so long. Yeah. Um, and I remember I, I supported her at her headline show in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, this was summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And we spoke backstage. I remember I waited for her because mm-hmm. I went on before her and then she, there was like a five-minute changeover. Yeah. I remember I waited at the top of the stage for her to come up, like a, yeah. like almost like a little fan, or well, a big fan anyway, yeah, but yeah. like just waiting for her to pop up. We had this kind of like awkward chat before yeah. she went on stage. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, Becky, like, you know, I'd love to work with you again in the she, studio. Um, her voice is ridiculous. Yeah, she's like the queen of dance music, man. She's, and, you know what, I'm so glad to like see her killing it and mm. getting you know, the recognition she deserves. Finally. Because she she's a powerhouse, man. Mm-hmm. Becky Hill actually won the best dance act mm-hmm. at the Brit Awards in 2020. And you was actually there, so... Yeah. That's your friend. Imagine seeing your friends on stage, like, winning. Yeah, it, it was. I was actually nominated in that with her. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, this is... I I'm genuinely wanted her to win it. Yeah. I, I was, like, in my head going, please let Becky win it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I knew that she deserved it so much. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she won it and it was an amazing moment and she went up and gave like a really good speech. Yeah. And I was absolutely buzzing for her. She so deserved that. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was the first time they'd ever done like a Best Dance Brit Award. Yeah. So for her to win it as well, just all felt so right. Yeah. So yeah. So sweet. <laughs> okay, so on the topic of history, mm-hmm. I want to know how your DJing history actually began. So you said at the age of 13, you got yeah. your first decks. Mm-hmm. Who bought you those decks? I need to know. My mum and dad got me them for Christmas. Yeah. But I got them because my older brother, Sam, mm-hmm. had a pair of decks. I only got them really because I just wanted to be like as cool as my older brother. There was no CD decks then. It was vinyl only, right? For me, like going to the record shop every weekend to buy new vinyl, it was like an experience. It was like my hobby. Yeah, we used to, I used to get the bus, the 307, um, <laughs> from Barnet up to Enfield, getting the bus down to like Screen Records in Southgate and, you know, going to buy that vinyl. They were like eight quid a vinyl. Eight yeah, but quid. at that age, that's expensive. Yeah, so I used to like save up my lunch money like a little bit every every day to go towards getting this vinyl on the weekend. Then I started DJing like under 18 parties, birthday mm-hmm. parties, school discos, proms, bar mitzvahs. So what was your first gig then? My first ever gig was, do you know what? I did um, under 18s at Townhouse in Enfield. <laughs> I was so nervous. And I used to do like DJ on pirate radio as well. That was mm-hmm. really fun. So I had like a bit of experience doing pirate radio in my yeah. teenage years. So, uh, But yeah, I was doing that for my teenage years and that's like, I sort of learned how to work a dance floor. And it made me a good DJ, because I could, yeah. you know, whole nights of music would be like from, you know, start to end, you're talking about six hours, you know. Of playing music? Yeah, because if a party starts at like eight and finishes at like two or something, that's like, you know, that's, I used to do the whole thing. You know, learning how to be professional, mm. to provide the service, and all these things I was sort of learning at a young age, but mm. kind of throwing myself in the deep end. That foundation for me really helped me. Congratulations, because <laughs> I feel like I've got a proper insight now onto like how you started and how dedicated you were like from the beginning. Back into my mystery box of madness. Okay, so earplugs and a sleep mask. Where do you think I'm about to, where do you think I'm about to go? I think you're about to go to bed. Ah, he's right there, you're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have a hit song mm-hmm. with Ray. 
yeah. called Bed. I love Ray. She's also part of this podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me, how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, first of all, Ray... She is unbelievable. Uh, true art, true artist. It was amazing to work mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of love for her, and I think like we made a really good bond. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, we'll work again together in the future. And speak into existence. Oi, oi. <laughs> and what happened with Bed Right is there's a songwriter called Jinjin that mm -hmm. Ray works with a lot. And I was in a music session with Jinjin, and we were working on something different. But we had a little break from what we was doing. Yeah. And she was like, um, "Let me pay, play you some Ray demos." So mm -hmm. I go for it played me like 10 different demos and it was like the third one in was bed. It was just the bed chorus though. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That is a smasher. Mm -hmm. And then she ran on to like the next one. I was like, no, 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 go back. We got it. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. And um, Out of 10 demos as well, you knew which one to pick? Instantly knew that that was the mm -hmm. hit. I was like, I just loved it. I loved, I thought the lyrics were quirky. The mm -hmm. melody was amazing. I was. I just knew that that was the one for me. Yeah. So I, I slid into Ray's DMs that night and I was like, Ray, I heard this bed chorus. I love it. Please, can we get the studio and develop it? Like, this is a smasher. Yeah. And then she came back to me and she was like, oh my God, um, I'd love to work with you on it. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I actually wrote this idea with David Gale. And I was like, oh my. Everyone knows how I feel about David. I love, yeah, I David. love me some David Gale. David's the man. We, was, we were literally having a full-on conversation in French on the red carpet. Was ya? Yeah, he's like, he's like my uncle, give me your Give me your best David Getter impression. You see... <laughs> <laughs> you see, with music, it's all about... Uh, you know, it's all about having the air to listen. <laughs> David, please, please don't block me. I love you. <laughs> he calls me Joel. Joel. It's Joel Curry. I love your name in French, though. Joel. It does, it's got a ring to it, isn't it? Joel. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she said, Ray told me that she wrote with David. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I need, I need to like... I can't just slide into David Getter's DMs. I'm like, gonna, hey bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be like, <laughs> I've got his email address. You emailed him? And I sent him a really professional email. I was like, dear David. Dear, <laughs> dear David, hi, is Joel here? Just popping in. <laughs> I was like, I was like um, he, this is after Head and Heart. He actually did a remix for Head and Heart under his alias Jackback. So he did, he did know of so me. So he knew, and yeah, he knew he Head knew and Heart. But um, I still wanted to approach it professionally, do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, um, and he came back to me and was like, you know, I'd be happy for you to work on this with you. And I was like, oh my God, is this really happening? We got into the studio like two weeks later and me, like Jin Jin was in the session as well, mm -hmm. Ray, and we just smashed it out. Within two days, we had the track finished. <gasps> like the writing of the That's track. That's a record! No, 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 no I was, like, <gasps> I don't get ahead of myself. I had the writing finished, yeah? The track, Stop. the track a year. took me like... A year. Well, I remember we got into the studio in June. I, I, I remember it clearly. Mm -hmm. June 2020. Okay, June 2020. And the track came out at the end of February 2021. You're mocking it. <laughs> Why does it take so long? Do you know what it is? It's just like, always the one to spend as much time as possible to get it right. Yeah. But anyway, we got the record out and you know, it was a big hit record for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a great campaign and yeah. Okay, so Joel, tell me, what would you never wear on the red carpet? I don't know, I'm normally up for anything to be honest. But, um, <laughs> You're like daredevil. <laughs> do you know what though? I think you've got to avoid white. 
all, at all times. Because I'm, I'm proper clumsy as well. Same. So I'm the sort of person that I knock into something, bump into someone, Mm-mm. and just spill something all down me. I, I'm always get bad luck like that, so. And the thing is, if you get anything spilt on white, you have to wear that drip the whole night. It's game or, over. Or else you have to go home. You've got to like own the stain, whatever happens. Yeah, I'll just it? be like, yeah, no, this is part of the look. This is part of the look, like, it's, it's there on purpose. <laughs> But yeah, basically now we're going to move on to a little game. My favourite game is called Serve or Swear. So basically I'm going to be showing you some of your iconic looks. <laughs> right. Some are on the red carpet, some are off the red carpet. Oh God. Yes. And you basically have to tell me whether it was a serve or if it was a swerve that you'd never wear it again. Okay, cool. Oh my God, I'm ready for this. Cool. Okay, so this is the Brit Awards 2021 looking dapper. As per, as per you, (laughs) I'm loving the gold accents on this. So you're basically wearing a black suit with a black shirt with gold cufflinks, gold accents. This is just amazing. Do you know what? This suit is from Dolce & Gabbana. And yeah, Sorry. yeah. And you know, this is the first time I ever had a suit like fitted because I don't wear suits, right? I'm rubbish with smart clothes. Like, I am terrible, right? But I went to Dolce & Gabbana and got this suit fitted and yeah. it's like, you know, it's a perfect, like everything. Cause like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty short, yeah. So like whenever <laughs> exactly. I buy a suit, the trousers are too long oh, yeah, or the jacket doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, this one was, it was banging, man. And yeah, I've got like the, is that called a brooch? So that's how um, much I buy suits. I have suits. no idea. I, I was think just that's like gold accents because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> well, that, whatever that gold thing hanging from my chest is, is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And um, yeah, that was my first ever Brits as well. So I always remember that. And you can't see it in this picture now, but there's like D and G all printed all over it, but like kind of oh. like hidden. So it's kind of, yeah, nice little touch. Oh, that's nice. That's smooth. Yeah. I really like that. But yeah, it's giving me James Bond vibes. So I really like it. Really. Okay, so the second look is actually the day I met you so this is the brit awards 2022 and can i just say i think this is the beyonce of all joe curry looks like this this is the this is the big boss come on like you know when you're fighting in the games yeah and then you got (laughs) you gotta fight the final boss this is the final boss because you wore prada is it prada from head to toe that was do you know what these oh my right so let me tell you what do you think of the boots i like them they're they're bottegas I always forget that word though. <laughs> but they're like, these are like, they feel like moon boots when you're wearing but them. But what do they actually feel like? They're like wellies. That's what they feel like. But do you know what? I like them because they give me a few extra inches in it. Oh, so yeah. We like that. Come on. Yeah, no, I like this man. I it wasn't really as smart as the other, like, you know, like the year before I had the suit on, mm-hmm. I was a bit like, wasn't sure about doing this because I'm always like, I think you should go really smart and suited and booted. Everyone does that. This is, this is a bit of a kind of a different vibe. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I liked it though. I've still got this top as well. This is a serve. A serve. <laughs> yeah. I, this look. You like that one, yeah? I love it, love it, love it. It's just so cold. I love this look so much. Okay. All right, what's this last one's gonna be something stupid, so, isn't it? Yeah, no, this look, okay, it took me by surprise. Let's just say it took me by surprise because I, I don't understand what's going on in this in this picture. Oh god. So this is this is you. Is this you? Oh. Is this you? <laughs> Okay, so in this picture, you are wearing a navy and baby blue striped down pyjama set. That's, <laughs> like the, that's like the classic colours for pyjamas, though, isn't it? Um, isn't mine, it? Mine are pink. Are they? Yeah, but I'm not going to have pink ones. I could do, actually. I probably Why would. not? It's cute. <laughs> and then you've got your initials embroidered 
into the chest. Yeah. I'm going to need you to explain this to yeah, you, no, please. No, no, this, is not, this is a good explanation of this, though. All mm -hmm. right, this is for comic relief, okay? And um, I just released my single Bed mm -hmm. with Ray and David Guetta, mm -hmm. and we were performing Bed on Comic Relief. And the stage setup was in beds, me and Ray in beds, mm -hmm. me in my pajamas, mm -hmm. JC initials, mm -hmm. and um, I actually did a DJ set in my pajamas. So, because it's for comic relief, I think we can let this one go. <laughs> and they're pretty snazzy pajamas, to be fair. I don't, I don't really wear pajamas. I don't normally go to bed in my boxes. Do you know what I mean? But, but you left the house in P. Imagine yeah. in the lift. You're in the lift in PJs. I know. I know. I know. People were giving me some dodgy looks, but I was like, it's for comic relief. You know what I mean? There's an excuse. <laughs> they, look, they look really, like, comfy and fancy. Yeah, yeah, man. Is this satin or silk? These were, like, silk. Yeah, these were silk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only pair of pyjamas I've got. <laughs> I don't wear them around the bungalow, though. Do you not? Nah. You more dressing gown kind of guy? Yeah, yeah, I like my dressing gown, man. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, maybe now he's showing me these, maybe I need to bring them out for the winter again. Oh, great. Creating <laughs> <laughs> a monster. <laughs> but yeah, would you serve this again or would you swear it? Do you know what? Because it's for comic relief, yeah, I'm going to serve this, man. Because I think for comic relief, do you know what I mean? It's for yeah. a good cause and it was good fun. And um, yeah, so what do you think? You're not into <laughs> it? <laughs> It's not about what I think. <laughs> but no, the courage though, the yeah. courage. If I don't think I would have the confidence to leave my house in pajamas. Oh, I, they, they had to convince me to do it. Yeah, and it's like, cold. <laughs> yeah. It's really cold. Like, how do you protect, you know? Ray was in like a proper little like nighty as well, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. So but we did were like, leave the we house were, like that. Probably. That's <laughs> you and Ray, well done. We were matching on stage though, so it was kind of cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so do you want to take these home or? I'm taking it. Listen, I'm going to give that one to my mum for Christmas. I know she'll love that. Oh, bless her. The boy in the pyjamas. Bless you. The boy in the pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thank you for being amazing and thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you being here. Hopefully, I'm going to see you um, next year at the Brit Awards and then I get to smell you again on the red carpet. I'll still be wearing the Tom Ford. Literally, I smell you before you even enter. Joel's here. Literally, so I'm going to smell you before I even see you. I'll be like, all right, Joel's here. Get the interview up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you've literally put a massive smile on my face. This was one of the best interviews. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you for having me. I loved it. And yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed I'll see you next year. Thanks for listening, friends. The Red Carpet Treatment will be back with some more juicy fashion, music and live chats with your favourite artists. Please hit that subscribe button or follow button so you don't miss a thing. <laughs>